What's up, party people? Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. It is your host, Josiah Novak, founder of thetruetransformation.com, author of Diet Suck, now available on Amazon, and your host of the True Transformation Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. Super pumped that you're here. Hope that you get a ton of value out of this show and all the other shows that we've put out. And if you're a loyal listener, thank you so much for coming back, listening to the show. We put the show out for you, hoping that you will get some immense value out of every single episode that we drop. So thanks for being here. Excited for you to get into today's episode. Have a really awesome guest on today's show. His name is Ryan Fisher. He is the founder of Chalk, one of the most famous CrossFit gyms in the country. Ryan is a badass athlete. This guy has done some pretty incredible stuff in the CrossFit world, but also he used to be a former Olympic bobsled athlete. Like this guy is a freak of nature. Uh, he's got a great attitude. His down-to-earth uh, mentality is is pretty refreshing. He's always excited about fitness. Loves to talk about nutrition and training and just life overall. Um, he's really well business set minded as well. He's he's got a great business over at Chalk, but he also has a podcast involved with Barbell Shrugged, which is a huge podcast, uh, one of the top iTunes podcasts for a very long time. Um, this guy knows his stuff. So uh, he's got a, a growing online community as well. He puts out a, a challenge, a nutrition challenge every so often that's like world famous. He's got thousands of testimonials and transformations. Um, this guy's a really badass fitness dude, but also just a really cool dude down to earth and fun. So before we jump into the interview with Ryan Fisher, just want to let you know, our Look Good Naked blueprint is getting ready to be gone. Uh, we're going to be replacing it with our power system for transforming your body and life. That's not out yet, but you can still get the Look Good Naked blueprint while it still lasts. If you go to lookgoodnaked.co, you can get a free copy. It's a book. It'll get emailed directly to you, and uh, you can check that out over at lookgoodnaked.co. All right, without further ado... Let's jump into the interview with Mr. Ryan Fisher. Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. Ryan, what's up, man? I'm, I'm fired up to have know, you on the been show, talking, We've been talking about this for like a month. <laughs> yeah, it was actually right before you went to Europe. Yes, that's been a little bit of a little bit of a stent. Um, yeah, I remember you wrote me like on on Instagram, I think. Yeah, Instagram. And then I was like, "Here's my phone number. Just call me. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second. Do I do I have the right account? Hold on." <laughs> and then I remember you being like, "Oh my god, this guy was super cool." I think a lot of people just uh, there's a lot of people out there that have like all their shit managed and everything that they're putting out there is not really real, and it's just like it's such a bummer. So I was excited when you were like ex- when you were excited. Yeah, no, I, I was fired up. You know, the thing is about, it's funny you bring that up because the people who I reach out to who have, I mean, you have an incredibly large following, right? And so I reach out to people who have large followings all the time. And uh, it's weird. It's almost like people who have other people manage their stuff are super slow to respond. Like, it's almost like it's like pulling teeth. Like, I, I thought like at times I'm like, am I trying to get the president on my podcast? Like, what, what is going sure. on? <laughs> So you do all your own all, stuff though. I do everything, dude. A lot of people think of chalk and they think of like this giant team of people, kind of like how Jason Kalipa has NorCal or 
how Invictus has their stuff or whatever. They're like, oh, it's a whole bunch of people. They all work and whatever. And it's like, no, I have coaches in my gym and then literally everything else is me. I do all the social media for chalk. I do all the social media for me. I do all my stories. I actually make the thumbnails, the summaries, and everything for my podcast. Wow. I make all my programs, and I make three programs a day, every day, for, for the Chalk Online program. And then I create all my own books. And like every week, I do live Q&As in a group for my Carb Cycle Challenge that's really big right now. And yeah, dude, I, I, have, a, I have quite the schedule. I think my... My hardest obstacle right now at this point in my life, which I never thought was going to happen, was like, when am I going to work out? Mm. Like, I actually worked out last night at nine o'clock at night and I got down to 1030. Yeah, you're, there's so many things we could talk about in terms of how much of a freak of nature you are. Um, <laughs> we're not even going to bring up your, your abs yet because that, I pulled my audience. That was the, the number one thing they wanted to know is like, how, how does this guy have alien babies for abs? <laughs> but, so- um, I can answer that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. I, I want to know, the, why did you decide to do it? Why, why do you keep everything on your plate? I'm just curious. So when I opened the gym, I'm like, I'm definitely one of those stubborn people. Like when I first opened the gym for two months, I didn't have any coaches at all. Mm. And for, the, for those of you out there who know my story or, or whatever, like my business partner sold MySpace for like $55 million. Like I, I had the money to hire coaches. I just didn't. I didn't trust anyone. Like this was my baby. This is my thing. And like, I really, really like to be hands-on with everything and with everything I have going on, I'm traveling like every other week. Like I have all these projects going on. I'm in and out of the gym all the time. And I still haven't even hired a manager. Like I still manage my gym. (laughs) Um, And you're incredibly successful though. It is insane. Like, I was telling some people this weekend, I was in Lake Tahoe for the Spartan world championships and I was in a huge house with, um, I don't know, like 12 other podcasters. And they're always like, dude, you are like goals. Like I want to get to like the success that you have and everything. And I start talking to them about all the stuff that I do. And they're like, why don't you like contract some of that out? And I'm like, yeah. well, no, the success doesn't come without it. Like <laughs> everything has to be like at a certain place and like, everything has to be done a certain way. Like I could never imagine having someone run my social media or even my gym's social media. Like Mm -hmm. every post, every caption has like, Oh, just like it radiates in such a certain way with everybody when they read it, you know? And I I like to always reiterate that we have like online programming in all of my posts for the actual gym. And I'll do like cool little like form tips or just little like blurbs for the day. And it's just, like the way that I think of like how I'm going to write it, no one else is going to think that way. They're just going to be like, this is a cool photo. Let's just say something really cool about squatting and I'm out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like how do I incentivize that person to be like, yo, push the online program, like make this workout look cool. Like, sure. Maybe I could give them some sort of percentage of the gym. Let's say they're a manager of my gym and they're like, all right, my goal is to get everybody in this gym. But what about the online community too? Like a lot of gyms are going down right now. And like the people who have online programs and a big presence, which I don't really feel like you can really do anymore. A lot of people are like, Oh, I'm going to start an online program. I'm going to start a podcast, Mm. all these things. It's like, dude, you can, but you're just so far behind on the curve. It's like Facebook coming out and you wanted to invest stock in it. And like, now it's like, it's just too late. Everybody who made money in that shit, like it's, it's done. Can you still make money? Sure. Can you still make money on a Coca-Cola stock? Sure, but it's gonna—it's not the same as the person who did it way before. So, 
I like to concentrate on all those things all the time. And it's just, it's a lot of work, man. Like right now I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight different pieces of information on my desk right now that I have to get done today. And it's just like, it's just like stacks of little to-do lists. Yeah. And I just go down the line and I just bang them out. But I'm one of those people I'll complain if I don't have anything to do and I'll complain if I have too much to do. So have you always been like that? Like as a kid, like were, were you super detail oriented and like driven to just knock out so much stuff? Yeah. My mom will always tell you that no matter what I chose to do, like I was going to be successful at it. I think, I think every parent wants to say that about their kid, but I think that <laughs> it was, I think it was true for me. Like I grew up in a, in a house with five brothers and sisters mm. and, but I have three other sisters on my dad's sides. So there's like eight, there's solid eight of us. Wow. And, um, cool. Growing up in the house with five, like I was just always so much different than everybody in my family. I could feel it. Like my whole childhood, I, I had this like very interesting feeling inside. I was like, I am so much different than everybody here. And like, I don't know why. And then I found out when I was 18 that the, the, the dad that I thought was my dad was actually not my dad. Oh my gosh. And I met him when I was 24 and like everything just became clear to me. I was like, wow, like genetics is really such a thing because this whole life, my, my whole life, I had felt so much different than everyone else in my family. I felt so disconnected. And I was like an adventure junkie. I was always riding my bike. Like, so I'd get out of class and just like go ride my bike for miles and miles and miles. Or I'd want to go hike or I'd want to go be outside and do stuff. And I wanted to own my own business my whole life. Like even since I was a little kid and I found out that my dad was exactly the same. He opened his own business, really successful. And we played all the same sports growing up and I didn't even know who he was. Oh my God. And all the brothers and sisters in my house, like they're so much different than me. It's like, it's like hard to even explain. Like my brothers aren't really like the best um, models of examples. <laughs> I'll just say that they're not, I'll just, I'll just say that they're not exactly where you'd want to be. And then my sisters are like hairdressers. Mm. Like no one's really like me. It, it was crazy growing up. And then having that reassurance when I was 18, is like, okay, I'm not weird. Like I'm just, I am different and I was made from a different cloth. Yeah. So were you the oldest of what, six total in the house or where did you fall in the I was age? the youngest. Oh, youngest. Okay. So yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm the oldest of six. Um, and I always say all the time too, like I felt very different than my siblings. I'm the only entrepreneur out of, you know, six kids. Um, yeah. Only one doing this kind of stuff. But I think my dad is the same dad. <laughs> but still, that's, that's insane though. Like, I mean- for you to have that strong of a feeling of like something's off. It's almost like a movie. Yeah, it is. It, dude, when it, my sister told me when, when I was getting my haircut, I told you she was a hairdresser and I kept asking about like, am I going to get a receding hairline and stuff? And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, my dad doesn't have any hair. And she's like, your dad has so much hair on his head. Like, you're never going to lose it. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I can't live this lie anymore. I have to tell you. And then when she told me, I remember just literally just being like, oh my God, this is not real life. It can't be like, this doesn't happen to people and it doesn't, but I don't know. I feel like, dude, I've had so many bad things happen to me. Like everybody who knows my story from start to finish, like me telling the judge I was going to murder him in front of everybody at, at the CrossFit regionals and like all, like all these hits that are like, you know what? The world is like, fuck Ryan Fisher. He should, he needs to go down. <laughs> and I just keep coming back from it like twice as hard. But I feel like I needed all these things to like be so passionate. Like I think when people think about me, they're like, that guy is fucking super passionate about what he does. And it's because I didn't have like one or two or three chances. I had like 70. Like 
I've had all the bumps in the road and I genuinely am happy for every single one of them. Like I'm, dude, I'm fucking strong mentally. Like I can do whatever I want at this point in my life. I know I can and things have been going well. And like, I just feel bulletproof at this point because of all the hits. Yeah. So when you met your real dad, like how how was that? Like, do you have a relationship with him now or, or what was that interaction like? Sadly, I don't now. We did for like a year. We kind of mm. kept in in in, uh, in touch, and then now it's like he got remarried. and We don't really talk all that much. But I was on the Olympic bobsled team in yeah, Utah. That's, that's insane. At the, at the time, I was 24 years old, and he came out to meet me there. And wow. I remember work. I remember working at a gym. It's called Base Recreation Fieldhouse. It's in Park City, Utah. And I got a call. This random call on my phone. Which at the time, like there wasn't a lot of telemarketers. So if you got a random call, you actually picked it up. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this call? You know, so I, I pick it up and it's, it's his voice, which I, I've never heard in my whole life. And he's like, hey, how far, you know, this is Rich. His name is Rich. And he's like, I'm in Colorado doing some work stuff. And I figured maybe I'd come and see you. We had done a couple emails back and forth, but not very much. And I was like, oh, well, from where you're at right now, I'm like four hours away. And he's like, all right, I'll see you in four hours. And I was like, holy shit. You know, I'd wow. never seen a, I'd never seen a photo. So the first thing I did was I called my mom and I was like, Hey, you have any photos? I've never seen them before. Wow. And she's like, I don't. She's like, but I can guarantee you that when you see him, you're going to know it's him. Like he looks just like you. He's like short and stocky and whatever. And I'm like, fuck. So now I got to go to this hotel and kind of like walk around and ask people if they're my dad. So- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, um, it's like a children's book. Are you my dad? I remember telling my boss at the time, I was just a gym attendant. I just like, I cleaned stuff in the gym. Mm. And um, I was like, hey, I know this is kind of weird, but I'm going to go see my dad for the first time in my whole life. So I was wondering if I can get off early. And he's like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I like told him the story like real quick. And he's like, dude, I'm so excited for you. Like, this is going to be crazy. I was like, yeah, it's exciting. And I feel like I'm going to throw up and fucking shit myself at the same time. <laughs> So then I go and I meet him and like, kind of like the first thing he wanted to do is like, Oh, do you want to go do like in, in Utah in the summertime, which is when he came, they have this thing called an Alpine slide. Have you ever seen those? I, I don't think so. It's basically like a toboggan. Like you would go down an icy hill on a sled, but it's like a controlled, like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Course, yeah. But it's like on wheels and it goes super fast. <laughs> and like nobody in my family would ever want to do something like that. And like the fact that he was like, Hey, you want to go do this real quick? And like, we'll hang out. And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so then we did that. And then we went hiking and like did a bunch of stuff. It was crazy, dude. It was like, wow. It was, I literally was like, fuck, I really missed out on some good years as a kid. Cause I didn't have anybody like that growing up. I just had my mom. She's I can't, I can only imagine maybe the guilt that, that he had too, you know what I mean? To not be a part of your life. Like that's he's one of those guys that will never tell you. Yeah. It's like my dad. I, I I don't have a close relationship with my dad either. He left when, when I was a early teenager. And uh, so it's been like 20, 20 years um, of really not talking to him. I have two boys now myself and uh, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, you have all this like anger, but then it's like, it turns to sadness because you're just like, Holy shit. Like missing out for for a while for sure. But now I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, you're. I'm 33 now. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm 33 as well. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you got to kind of put it, put it behind you. But so, talking about about the fitness stuff because like, you've done some very out of the box shit, right? Like bobsled team. I've 
I think you're the first bobsledder on my podcast. <laughs> Probably the only <laughs> yes. one that'll ever come on. <laughs> How did you get into that? Like what, what, I mean, Jesus Christ, it, it's like it's you crazy. grew up in the tundra or something. When, when I went to school in Hawaii. So my, my very first thing I've ever done was I was a helicopter pilot first. Mm, holy shit. That was, that was what I did straight out of high school. I moved to Hawaii and I got my helicopter pilot license by the time I was, I think 19. I was like one of the youngest helicopter pilots in the country. Mm. and I decided that like I wanted to go into the military after I was done I didn't want to do the private route it was just kind of really expensive and I was like yeah well I can go in the military and get it all paid for so I got my private out of my own pocket it was like 35 grand or something mm. and then once I decided to go into the military I just like thought I would start training with my buddy he like played football for University of Hawaii and we started training together and he was like, dude, you are so fucking strong. And I was like, <laughs> I was like 155 pounds at the time. I wait for everybody now who sees me on Instagram. I'm 180 pounds most of the time. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay. And the biggest I've ever been in my bobsled career, I was 208. Whew. So I walk around right now. I'm, I'm always pretty much 180, 155 at the time. I'm squatting like over 400 pounds and like, you know, deadlifting like 500 pounds. And I hadn't really lifted. And my friend is just like going bonkers. He's like, dude, you have to come play football at University of Hawaii with me. He's like, you'll just walk on the team. You'll walk on the team easy. Fullback. And yeah. And he's like, you just got to put some weight on and whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like I just kept, so I just kept working out with him and I didn't understand who he was, this kid. Like he was in the dorms with me. He looked ridiculous. Like it was like the body of like a God, you know? And I just yeah. was like, man, he looks insane. I was actually embarrassed to go to the gym with him, but then I'd be just as strong as him. Mm. so it was it made me feel okay and um one day we're going to the gym and i see this sign and it's like verizon phone company is doing a like a combine test a bobsled and skeleton combine and they're going to every state in america you take this test and then if you do well they bring you out to utah and you go on the track and try it out and then train so i did this test and i got like second in the nation and then they flew me out to Utah and I went down the track. And at first I started as a skeleton athlete because I was too small. What is so that's skeleton? Head that's head first on the bobsled track. Oh, Jesus. So that's like yeah. true psychopath stuff. So I did that for four years. And then the actual year of the Olympics, I did bobsled. And then we had three teams that went to the actual Olympic Games. I probably would have made it onto the third one, but then I messed up my hamstring mm. like pretty bad. And it kind of like took me out of that whole thing. And then instead of, you know, I had like just graduated college at this time. Uh, I had a full ride through the Olympic committee, which was cool. And then I had like just started to get into CrossFit like in my last year because I was like, oh, like this is kind of cool. Like this is fun. Like, it'll get me ready to go into the military because I needed a degree. Yep. So after I got my degree, I was going to go in the military as an officer and fly. Mm. So once I was getting ready to go in, everybody's like, you got to do CrossFit. It's going to be like the best thing for you to do to kind of get in shape for the military. <laughs> that was back when CrossFit was like just starting to blow up, right? 2009, 10. Yeah. It was I like graduated. Not, not how I, it is now. Yeah. yeah. I graduated in 2010. And then um, I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And my first gym I walked in was Tommy Hackenbrook's gym. And I didn't know who he was. And my first day we did this workout and like, I walked in and like, I could just see him eyeing me up. Like he was like, this guy's for real. I could tell like he was pumped, you know? <laughs> and, um, I did this workout and he's like, Hey, can you see me 
I want you to hang out just for like a little bit, like after everybody was leaving. And he was telling me, he's like, dude, I really want you to train with me and like do this CrossFit thing. And I was like, dude, I really want to go in the military right now. Like, I don't know about all this stuff. And he's like, no, dude, you like, you're going to be really good. I promise you. And then I'm like, I'll train with you just so I get a free membership. <laughs> but like, I don't give a shit about this stuff, you know? Yeah. And he's like, all right, we'll see. So then I like put the whole military stuff on hold and, um, so you just put it on hold. Like you were just like, fuck it. Yeah. I put it on hold for like a year and just did CrossFit. Cause my first year doing CrossFit, dude, like they had me in every magazine, like oh, CrossFit, wow. I was in CrossFit journal. I was on the CrossFit games website. They were like new freak of nature, basically like it's like <laughs> Who all over the place. Freak? Yeah. It's crazy too. Like everybody thought I was going to go to the games my first year and crush and I had no idea how to compete. Like I didn't understand what no reps were. Like I hadn't done a comp. My first competition was regionals. Mm. And I remember just going out there and like for handstand pushups, for instance, I didn't understand standards or anything. Like I was completely retarded. So when you say and, standards, what do you mean? Cause I'm, I'm not very well versed in, I, I know exact, you know, exercises and everything like that, but in terms well, there's of certain ways, there's certain ways you have to do all the movements. Mm. So a handstand push-up to me at the time, I didn't like to flip on the wall. It was too scary. Oh. So I would, I would do a wall walk. I would go stomach all the way to wall. And then I would yeah. do handstand push-ups that way. Oh yeah. That, I got you. I got you. Yeah. The other way is scary as shit. <laughs> super scary. Right. Like at the, I mean, yeah. now it's like no big deal, but at the time I was like, fuck that. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember my very first event at regionals was a thousand meter run, mm. 30 handstand push-ups and a thousand meter row. That was the first event is in 2011. And I remember running, getting to the wall. I did my little walk to the wall, started doing handstand pushups. And they're like, no rep, no rep, no rep, no rep. You're like, and what I'm is like, going on? I'm like, what's going on? I'm doing a fucking handstand pushup. Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> I, they're like, we have never seen anything like that. You have to do like what everybody else is doing. And I'm like, fuck, you know? So, and I was like really far ahead too. Like I, I, if I knew how to do a regular handstand pushup, I probably could have done it. Yeah. And I don't even think I knew how to kip yet. I mean, it was just bad. So I like fell apart and then wound up getting like 14th at regionals or something. And then the next year I got fourth, which was one place off of going to the games. Damn. And it was the, literally the only, I got top five in every single event. Like I would have crushed. And then I got 25th in an event. And it was because I had never done a hang clean in my whole life. Hmm. <laughs> we had two twenty-five hang cleans and i had, had never done a hang clean i'd only done power cleans power snatch you're just trying to muscle it up <laughs> i had never even heard of a hang clean dude like i literally yeah. was like looking around like <laughs> yeah i was like hang cleans at 225 what <laughs> and like it was like madness to me yeah for never and having done a hang clean before that's pretty heavy just to like jump right in yeah so i did terrible in that event and then um I crushed everything else and I literally was like one point away from going to the games. So that was like how everything first started. And then I just decided, I was like, I'm going to be doing this forever. It looks like. Damn. Yeah. Cause you're now like, I mean, obviously the story of how you built chalk and everything like that. I want to talk about that, but it's, you know, it's, a good story. it's crazy because like you have, I don't know, you might have the biggest following like out of most CrossFitters, right? Like, I mean, nowadays, like when you, when people think of like, crossfit for someone who never went and won the games right you never won the yeah. game so it's like like no. you you rich froning those are like the top two people i think of like when it comes to crossfit you know what i mean which is crazy that's fuck that i mean i've never really 
heard i don't i don't know what it's like to know who i am from the outside yeah um i go to these big events and stuff and people do freak out when they meet me and stuff like that and it's mainly because of either the camaraderie from the chalk brand mm. or they've bought like one of my ebooks or they've been part of one of my challenges and i remember dude like i think that the biggest thing there might be a point where i cry during this thing because i get really i get really emotional during it but like there was a point where i was like I, I lost everything and I had no money at all. And I, ha I was homeless. Like literally. When, when was this? So basically when I was working out at Tommy's gym, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I am going to do CrossFit. This is what I'm going to start doing. But I don't like living in Utah. So mm -hmm. I moved to San Diego and I worked for a gym out there. I, I responded to a, an ad on Craigslist for a CrossFit job. And I loved the place that I was at. I helped open it. It was great. And then all of a sudden the manager of the gym was like, you know, like we want to make the workouts. We want to do this. We want to do that. And it just wasn't, it didn't feel right to me. The members didn't like the workouts and it made me feel personally responsible because I was coaching most of the classes. Mm. And I just felt like the gym was just like falling apart. Cause this lady, like she liked doing hero wads every day and people were just getting beat up. And I was, I was, uh, you know, training and, and throwing out some crazy numbers on workouts that were better than Rich Froning at the time. Mm. And I was like, I could not wait to compete. And I just quit my job because I fucking hated it. And I thought that I'd be able to get a job, like no problem. Like Invictus was down the street. All these other gyms were down the street. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to get a job. One of these places it will be fine. Might be better actually. And I didn't get a job. Mm. So like a few months went by, like three or four months and I had lost all of my savings. But during that time I did find a gym in, in Pacific beach and this guy, Anders Varner and Brian Borstein, which Anders now is the host of Barbell Shrugged. And that's actually part of why I'm on Barbell Shrugged because me and him are really good friends. But during that time I was training at his gym and I would just be there all day, just training all day. And mm. I remember telling everybody I was going to go home, which was in New Jersey. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to have to drive home. Like, I had never told you guys this, but like, I don't have anything and like, I'm, I'm not doing very well. Yeah. And this girl just like stepped forward and was like, Hey, you can sleep on my couch for as long as you need to get on your feet. And I don't think that she realized that it was actually four months of me sleeping on her couch. <laughs> Damn. And during that whole four months, I went, I stole food from the grocery store. I stole clothes. I had literally no money and I just fucking stole everything. And I was like, fuck it. Like, this is what I have to do to survive. I'm going to stay here and compete and whatever. And then um, I'll never forget, like, I got my first chance of, like, going to a big event and, like, showing who I, who I was and what I could do. And I went to the OC Throwdown, which was pretty cool. Like, it was literally everybody I had ever aspired to be like was there. Like, Damn. Blair Morrison was there. Nate Schrader was there. Like, Tommy Hackenbrook, my old boss, was there. Like, all these names. Pretty much everybody that was at the CrossFit Games, except for Rich Froning, was there. Mm. And I fucking beat everybody except for Tommy, <laughs> which was kind of funny. I got second place. He got first, but it was just enough where like this homeless kid who had nothing all of a sudden just exploded on the scene. Yeah. And, um, I remember just like having that, like having that moment just like, Oh my God, I fucking did it. You know what I mean? Like against everything I did it, you know, like true underdog story. And I remember at that point I wound up getting sponsored by Progenics and like Live Sore, which is a clothing brand at the time. And then I got a job in LA working for Ronnie Teasdale, which he's a character now, but he was a great boss at the time. Mm. 
And we literally just, I started building my new life with as, you know, being a trainer and starting to actually make money and be on my feet. I could pay for an apartment. And now, and I think during that time, like what I'm, what I'm doing with this whole segue right now is basically when you think of Rich Froning and you think of Ryan Fisher, for, for instance, for you is like, Rich is the athlete. Mm. And I always was an athlete and I always wanted to win the CrossFit games. I always wanted to be that guy. But because of that scenario, I always wanted to make sure I had enough money to live. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So for me, competing was great, but I also was like, how could I make money out of this? Like, mm. how could I turn this into a career? Because even if I go to the CrossFit games and let's say I work my ass off for the next two or three years, but I get second place. Like, what am I really going to do with that? Because mm. if you work your ass off for a couple of years and you, even if you win the games and you get 250 grand, you probably just averaged out at about 70, 80 grand a year. Right. So Average, I, yeah. I, I started thinking about that and I was like, you know what? Like I can make that just being a trainer. So yeah. then that's what I did. I hustled, man. I, I told everybody that my hourly wage was a hundred bucks an hour. And like, that was literally terrifying for me to say. <laughs> and, um, I remember like people starting to say yes to it. And I was like the trainer to go to, and I started making like 70 grand a year and I was like fucking pumped. And then I started looking around and kind of like noticing that the regular fitness community was starting to make a big move on Instagram and they were starting to do programs and people were doing uh, challenges and all this stuff. And I, I wound up dating this girl named Nikki and she was one of the biggest models for this company called shreds. Mm. Do you remember them? I do. Yeah. Huge supplement company. And they were literally based off of just social media. Yeah. Yeah. And they were huge, dude. They were like hundreds of millions of dollars. And I remember going to meetings with my girlfriend just to kind of go meet everybody and hang out. And she was excited to bring me and introduce me to people. Cause at the time I was a fucking super badass CrossFitter. Yeah. And I hate saying I used to be like, wow, I hate, it, just makes, <laughs> it just crushes my heart. You're but not, anyway. Yeah, dude. It's all phases, man. Seasons. Yeah, it's, it's phases. All right. I'll take that. So <laughs> I go to these meetings and some of these kids are pulling up in Lamborghinis and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like. <laughs> right. Devin you know, physique, like, right? These, yeah, these literally. I, I met him. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, growing up as a kid, you think the ultimate success is making $100,000 a year. Mm you even think that a hundred thousand dollars a year, like buys you a Lamborghini and all these things. And then you move to Newport beach, California, and you realize that a hundred thousand dollars is what you need to make in a month to be able yeah. to be able to even come close to that. 100%. So I'm, um, I'm hanging out with these kids and I'm just, you know what? I'm like, I'm just going to learn what these people are doing. I don't have a million followers or whatever, but I, I'm better than this fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this guy doesn't know anything. I just went to, I have two degrees in yeah. exercise physiology and nutrition. Like you're not going to tell me shit right now. They just know how to market. I was smart. Right. So, um, I started just like, just eavesdropping on everything. I would just start like digging at people a little bit, asking some questions. They were all super nice. Nobody cared. Awesome. I probably could have just been like, dude, what do you do to make your money? And just tell me. And they probably would have told me, <laughs> Right. but I wanted to be like, you know, inconspicuous about it. So um, I started to just kind of develop this, this feeling of like, you know, I am good enough to kind of market myself and, and do some of these things. So I think that's where just like the reality of who I am is in the community, because I was the first, I think I was the first like single person, not just a brand of chalk, but like 
Ryan Fisher himself marketed his own programs and mm. created a challenge and put himself out there and was like, you know what? Like, I don't care. I didn't win the CrossFit games or anything like that. Like I'm a smart guy. This is my life. This is my career. And I'm going to teach you guys some cool shit. And if it makes money, great. If it doesn't, whatever. And I, and I threw it out there and I tried just like these guys did these Lamborghini kids and stuff. And I, and it worked. And all of my stuff exploded, dude. Like I literally went from like five figures a year to seven, like yeah. in a, in a few months, like I figured out, the, I figured out the formula of like just creating all these things. And for anybody who wants to like hate on, like when you say seven figures or whatever, it's like, no, I take that home. That's not yeah. like, it's not like I make a million bucks and I spend 900 on shit yeah. and i, take home, and I, and I and you're I take grossing home a million and you're yeah i'll take it home it's 50k <laughs> it's it's crazy and my life really hasn't changed that much i like to drive a toyota tacoma <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you guy. how have you stayed so humble i mean because you came from not only with the money right like you came from humble beginnings in terms of just like growing up you I mean you, you found out your real dad was not your real dad like yeah. until you're until you became an adult right i mean that in itself is uh, a tough and challenging thing to go through, right? So how, how have you stayed so humble? Not even humble. Like humble's a, I think a word that gets thrown around probably a little too loosely. I think you've just stayed you, right? Like you haven't become like, like I use Conor McGregor as the example for a lot of guys who went from <laughs> broke to fucking retarded, right? Like now he's acting like he wants to be Floyd Mayweather, right? And it's like, yeah. he wasn't that guy though. Maybe he was. Maybe it wasn't, but he came from he very humble beginnings. Yeah, it changed sure. a lot. Yeah. He was, he's not as hungry anymore either, right? You've not only stayed humble and down to earth, but you're hungry as shit. Like I watch your, your uh, social media and you're eating right. You're fucking training your ass off. Like you're working, you're grinding, right? Like a lot There's of people don't. to your ab question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do so, you get those abs, man? <laughs> so honestly, like just not to interrupt you, but to answer that question for everybody, if that's a, if that's a big one for them is like, Anybody who knows me, I do not deviate on my diet. Like I eat good all the time. Even when you go to the, the Spartan races and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't give a fuck. Like, honestly, like, and yeah. if it comes time to partying and everyone's like, Oh, let's go drink or whatever. Like I would much rather be the dude who's like, let's just take an edible. <laughs> you know I mean? Now we have pass out. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get all like, let's just get all like kind of wavy and, but like, but not fuck up my system with this alcohol. So <laughs> Like over my calories. I'm not opposed to having a good time, but like I'd rather yeah. have a good time in a different way. So I mean, for anybody out there who talks about the abs and stuff, it's like my main thing is, you know, eating properly all the time. And I am like super aggressive when it comes to someone being like, dude, why don't you just fucking eat the French fries or whatever? And it's like <laughs> I know I saw a post you made the other day. It was like I don't know what it was. Funny. I love that post, dude. It was like, it was like, ew, why are you eating that? And I was like, because I only care about being fucking shredded. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish more fitness pros would just be honest like that. You know what I mean? Dude, no one's honest anymore. It's such a crock of shit. Like, well, well yeah. Cause I like, get people so are... bummed. Like I'm so happy that I make money now so I can shit on some of these people. <laughs> just because. Shit on them in the because, nicest ways. Because like, now I've like validated my product and I validated it as a normal fucking dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm. just a dude. Like I have a gym and I work my ass off, but like, 
I didn't win the CrossFit Games. I didn't fucking stand on the top of the podium at the Olympic Games with a gold medal or like, like I'm someone that you guys can, like a lot of people can relate to. Maybe I had like freakish strength and shit growing up, but like I didn't do anything so impressive that like I'm so, so far from reach. Like my life is doable for some people. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like maybe I accomplished some other things that were at a higher level, but because I didn't reach the absolute peak of any one of these things, like I feel like my life is doable. And the reason it is, is like, I like to leave an impact on everybody I meet. Like when you mm -hmm. meet me, like, like for instance, like when you were all excited that I wrote back to you right away, like you probably won't forget that. Like when someone says Ryan, you're like, Oh yeah, that dude fucking wrote me back right away. Yeah. I had him on the podcast. He was super cool. Um, I like to be that way with everybody who meets me. It's like, dude, that guy had some energy. He had this, he had that, he was whatever. I like, I like to leave my mark all the time. And I think that's super, super important. And I think a lot of these other people out there that are trying to sell snake oil and shit, like I can see it from a mile away. And it's so sad to me that people can't, they're just yeah. like, Oh yeah, this looks great. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, like I've had people on my podcast who sell products and I'm just like, so sad. Like mm -hmm. I get done with a podcast. I'm like, he wasn't even smart at all. I couldn't answer any of my questions. And yeah. I mean, making it, it's like millions of dollars. Someone looks at you and, you know, they're like, well, shit, like he's, you know, he's got to be doing something that, you know, he doesn't talk about, but you're just so fucking real and honest. Like you just like straight up like, Hey, I don't fucking fuck up my diet. Like I, I just yeah. stay on point. And then you got these fitness guys out there who are like, Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've admitted like anything that anyone's ever asked me. Like if anyone's like, yo, have you ever taken this? You ever taken that? I'll be like, yeah, maybe I've tried it once or whatever. Like, like sure. I don't give a, like you can ask me anything and I'll be like, yeah. Dude, I measured my fucking nutsack on one of my podcasts because someone asked. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, how big is your left testicle? And I was like, well, let's fucking find out. You, you know like, what? I have a tape measure right here. Let's, <laughs> let's figure this out right now. No, I actually did it. So like, I think if, if people don't believe it, if they want to think that like, you know, I'm, I'm taking something all the time or whatever, it's like, you're welcome to believe that. There's as, as, as crazy as my body might look on Instagram, there are bodies that are fucking tenfold times gnarlier than mine. Yeah. And dudes who are super jacked and super shredded. You know what I mean? Like bodybuilders, for instance, like why come to some CrossFitter guy's page and start hating on his physique when there's bodybuilders out there that are literally just, <laughs> they're, they're ridiculous looking. You know what I yeah, mean? Like cartoons. Absolutely. My body's fucking doable. Like just stop fucking eating dumb shit. <laughs> yeah start eating more uh what, what is your your trademark fucking meat cereal or whatever meat cereal <laughs> the dude meals i'm gonna come out with a dude meals book dude and it's gonna be next level oh I'm that's so huge excited. man that, that, that yeah. that'll that's a that's a bestseller bro i look at food and i'm like is this gonna make me fucking look better or not mm. like that's it like that is it it's either gonna make me look better or it's not and then if it doesn't i'm not doing my job properly i'm not I'm a hypocrite when I tell you guys what to eat. Like right. I am not doing what I preach. Like it's, it, I take it as a genuine, like it's disrespectful for me to do something wrong when it's all I ever talk about. Sure. Like I just, I can't do it. I literally can't. And I'll tell people like at the, at the dinner table to literally go fuck themselves. I'm like, this is my job. Like I am on, livelihood. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm on the clock 24 seven. And that French fry is not on my fucking clock. Mm. I love that. Look at, yeah. They'll look at me and be like, wow, this guy is super serious. And I'm like, well, that's fucking why I am who I am. And you're fucking not. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I coach, I've coached, you know, 
hundreds, if not thousands of people have worked, you know, influenced thousands of people over the past decade and a half of being a trainer myself. And I tell people all the time, like there's, there's a cost to every level, right? So like, if you just want to be like, if you want to lose 20 pounds and like be healthier and go to the doctor and like doctors like, yeah, you're healthy and shit. Yeah. You don't need to be perfect all the time. You can have a really good balance probably. But if you want to be a fitness person who literally is an icon, someone who go, people go, I want to be like that. That's like, you know, I want to be Michael Jordan, right? Like, well, Michael Jordan is in the gym shooting hoops when you're doing whatever you do. Right. Yeah. And the same is true with fitness and guys who come to me and like the first thing they say is like, Oh, I want to have abs like you. And I'm like, I don't think you really do. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of shit and the juice might not be worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just might not be. In your case, it definitely they, is. And for them, like they could take fucking steroids and still not look better. I think a lot of oh, people, yeah. they, they like to discredit people who do those things. And it's like, I have tons of friends who do who compete in bodybuilding and half of them look amazing. And half of them look like they've never done anything ever. Oh, sure. The work, the work ethic still needs to be there. And yeah, I, I, that's a great analogy is like, what are you realistically trying to do with it? So like for me, people might say like live a little bit and type type of thing. And it's like, yeah, like I would love to absolutely hundred percent. Like I would mm. love to eat that fucking ice cream every day. Like who wouldn't, Yeah, it does. but I say no, because I literally just think of my goals all the time. So it's mm. like, it's easy for me to say no. They're like, well, don't you get bummed? Don't you get bored? Whatever. Like, yeah, I get a little bit bummed sometimes, but then I realize that like I'm making a serious fucking impact and it goes mm. away instantly. You know what I mean? Like I tell people, I actually have written in one of my guides. It's like, the taste of something that you really want to eat, like that, that little indulgent, that little fucking dev level food is like going to taste so good for literally like 10 seconds. Yep. And every single time you look at your body in the mirror, you're going to feel like shit for literally <laughs> the whole day. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's crazy to think of it that way, but people who look at themselves and don't like what they see, it's an ongoing thing. It's all day. Like mm. they're wearing certain shirts, you know, they don't, Maybe they don't wear pants because they don't like their calves. Like, I mean, are they, they don't wear shorts because they don't like their calves or like a girl who, who's like that or she doesn't like her ankles or, you know, you know, like wearing a certain shirt. She's like the way her boobs look or something. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things like the body dysmorphia and it's like, was the fucking cupcake worth it? That made you feel good for 10 seconds. Mm. You know what I mean? Like having sex with that chick. That's like so amazing, but she's the worst person you've ever <laughs> met in your whole life. Like, how do you feel instantly when it's over? I need to get the fuck out of here. And like, Taxi. <laughs> that's how you need to do with food. It's like you eat the food and you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Oh, that's such a good analogy. <laughs> that might get me, get me kicked off Twitter though. But yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> no, you're, kicked you're off so right. Did you get though. kicked off Twitter for something like that? No, I've had, no, I've had friends though that like are super like, I don't know, just controversial. <laughs> I'm big on Twitter. So like, yeah, I, I post, you know, borderline stuff and I hear a great quote and I'm like, that, yeah. that might slide. I don't know. It might yeah. get in hand. <laughs> Post that shit. <laughs> no, you're totally right though, man. Like, and, and not even, I mean, we can talk all day about, you know, how you look, but then like how you fucking feel. Like I always ask people, you know, who, who I had a client who, uh, he's doing great and his buddies, they went on a golf trip and they were eating a bunch of bullshit and he, he declined everything. Right. He was like, yeah, I said no to all the fucking booze and all that shit and stayed on my diet. And I was you know, everybody's giving me a hard time. And, and I said, well, when you woke up today, did you regret saying no to all that shit? He was like, no, nah, I fucking felt awesome. Felt like I was in full control of my life. It's like, there you go. Like you're, you're, 
these people just, it's, it's obviously instant gratification, literally instant, right? Five seconds. But then it's that long-term dissatisfaction, right? Where it's like you wake up the next day just being like, God, I'm a fucking piece of shit. You know, like I feel like a bag of shit every day. And it's super lame to say because it's just not the reality, but it's like, dude, back in the day, people didn't have these options. You Mm. know what I mean? Like, and I like to think of it too, as all of these bad foods, these are people that are literally trying to make money off of you. Like that's all it is. They're not trying to give you a, they're not trying to give you a tasty snack. They're trying to give you something that you're going to be addicted to. They're they're trying to make it fucking rain, dude. Keep making you buy it. So like, I think of all of those things, dude, all of those things come into mind for me. It's like, is this going to make me look better? Fuck that guy for trying to make me buy that. This, that, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm also population every... control, man. They, you, they don't want people living to a hundred years old. Yeah. Uh, that's not good for, for the economy. They want, they want people dying and you know, it's, it's crazy to say, like, it sounds controversial, but that is the truth, man. Like there is no doubt in my mind especially the United States compared to other countries. You've been to Europe now. You've seen how it is. Food over there is different than it Way is different. here. Way different. Higher quality, smaller servings, slower process too, right? They're not rushing you to fucking order appetizers, dessert, second dessert, like whatever, right? Like it's totally different over there. America is built to make you fat and unhealthy because it, it, stacks chips dude that's that's what it does it makes people drive lamborghinis that's that's what it is man it's crazy yeah so that's probably why i don't drive a lamborghini (laughs) (laughs) you're too busy making people healthy bro oh well it's just like i i it just i feel like it embodies kind of like stuff like that that's just like i don't know yeah no it's cool i mean you're making such a big impact man i mean like you know, there's, I always say there's diminishing returns when it comes to money, right? It's like, once you reach a certain level of success, even the wealthiest people on earth will say the same thing. It's like, you know, you reach enough to make the impact that you want to make, right? Financially, that you can do what you want to help people. After that, it's like, you know what? Like, eh, you know, it's not, it's not changing your level of, of happiness, right? It's, it, yeah, you might be able to give more money away and all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's not dramatically like shifting your level of impact after a certain point. Last question I have for you, dude, because I know your time's incredibly valuable. Actually, um, dude, you can keep me on as long as you want. <laughs> well, I always look four hours, so. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, the, the most important thing to me is getting my story across so that it inspires people. So there's definitely parts of it left that we could hit. Like what I'm, I'm down to sound for as long as you need. Yeah, no, I love it, man. I love it. Um, in terms of, well, two questions then. So, I, you know, at, at with, with the success you've had, right, with Chalk, uh, which has been incredible, wh- where do you see it going from here? Like, what is your next big goal, or do you have one? Yeah, I definitely have a goal now. So I've been doing a lot of the ebooks, the online program for the gym, all these things. My goal at this point would be to kind of have somebody take over the gym for me, mm. just like a, like a cool manager person who wants to be here all the time, kind of like how I did when I was like 25, and really just you know, bring a great vibe to the gym. And then what I'd like to do now is kind of create some fucking real online courses that help people kind of get to where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people out there doing these online coaching things or online courses or whatever. And it's all kind of, it's kids talking about how to run a business. who have never had a business. (laughs) They're like 18 and they're like, let me tell you how to, you know, create the entrepreneur life and blah, 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 blah. And they're 19 now with a Lamborghini. And it's like, dude, I just don't understand why anybody would buy that. So I have 
my whole team of people who run ads for me and I know exactly what I did to get to where I'm at. And I think because I am like a dude <laughs> yep. and I, I like to say it like that instead of like some being some celebrity person, but it's like, I want to talk about everything that I did to get to where I'm at. And then on top of that, I want to have some people from my ad team kind of talk about what they do and how they do it so that one person can literally monetize their own account on their own. Mm. They, they learn how to run their own ads. They learn how to use their Instagram in, in terms of making it into a business. And like they figure out how to do all of that on their own. And then as they run out of time for each one, they'll delegate it out. I love that. When is that going to happen? I'd like to work on it as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Only reason I ask is because like we, that's like the big thing now is like the courses. Yeah. We, we kind of alluded to it in early part of our conversation, how, you know, fitness is kind of at a bubble right now. One, one of the big bubbles that I see in online space at least is, and for those of you not watching live, I literally forgot my laptop charger. So I'm a total jackass right uh. now moving around my house. Like, <laughs> trying to plug in my computer. You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Um, no. So the reason I, well, the reason I say that is because I think one of the bigger bug bubbles that's getting ready to burst right now is all these jackasses trying to teach you how to run a business who have actually never really run a business before. Right. All these gurus are like, you know, basically their, their business, their full-time business is teaching you how to run a business. They've never actually grown any sort of business before dude yeah like, never got I think, answered i think a lot of people can see that though like i think there's a lot of people out there trying to do these types of things and no one's buying it but there are the, mm. the people who are good at it those people are doing really well oh sure yeah no i mean it's kind of like fitness coaches dude there's there's some great fitness coaches right there's guys who know their shit they know how to get you in shape they know how to change your life and they've been doing it for a long time the same is true with these business guys. There are some legit business minds out there. I have friends that do it that are awesome. Um, but they're, they're, it's like finding a needle in a haystack these yeah, days. It is. You know what I mean? Cause dude, I have people DMing me who are like, I'm like, you could be my fucking kid, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You're 16. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Dude. I feel like it would be so crazy right now to be in school. Like it would oh, be hard God. to, it would be hard to concentrate because you, you'd see other kids that are your age that are crushing and you're like, why am I here? I need to get the fuck out of here. Well, well not only that, you'd see all these posts about thing. how fucking school is a waste of time. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't go to college. Like just start a business. Like just be online. Like you can make millions of dollars. Like, you know, I look at my two boys and I'm like, dude, I, I need to get them on the entrepreneur path as soon as possible. At least so they have that experience, right? Like just so I think so, man. I feel like a choice. Ah, uh, I mean, it just sucks because there's a lot of people who don't go to college and they just don't sound very smart. You mm, know what I mean? You can just yeah. tell they didn't go to college, but I feel like nowadays you could freaking buy courses to learn how to do anything. You want to talk really fucking smart. You could probably buy a course on it and then, yeah. and then you could buy another course on how to be an entrepreneur and this and that. And before you know it, it's like, dude, I, I can't remember one thing in my life, not one where they were like, where'd you go to school? Oh yeah. <laughs> could you imagine if could you imagine if I had a Harvard education and I was like like had a boner all day waiting to tell somebody about it <laughs> and they and they fucking never asked? A Harvard boner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh I know, right? I mean, God, that's gotta suck. Like it's like those memes that are like uh the guy who's got like a vein popping out of his forehead. It's like uh 
I, I think there's actually one making fun of CrossFitters, but it's like when it when it's been five minutes and no one's asked you if you CrossFit or something like that. <laughs> that actually is pretty school. awesome. <laughs> like that's yeah. how it would be though if you have an education. It's like yeah. five minutes and no one's asked me where I've been to school. It's yeah. Like, Fuck. Dude, I probably could have just told everybody I went to Yale or something and nobody'd even know. Yeah, they'd be like, Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good. What have you done for me lately? Awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you drive a Lamborghini? <laughs> yeah do you sell supplements because that's really abs? what matters right now yeah really what about, but what about uh, games bro <laughs> it's ridiculous it really is it, it would be hard to be in school right now for sure yeah but I, I do well with anything and and i say this all the time about politics but there's got to be a, a middle ground where there's truth right so it's like you got all these people who are like fuck school you don't need to go to school anymore and then you got all these people who are like no you should definitely go to school right well it just, once again, depends on what you want to do, right? I mean, there's gray area, you know, school might be worthwhile just for the life experience, man. That, that's what it was for me, just getting out of uh, a toxic environment and getting into a place where I was independent. That was everything for me. That was enough. Like that was worth the education. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I do think though that like you can get enough, you probably can have enough knowledge by the time you're 18 to kind of start doing whatever you want to do. Oh, Sure. And, and nothing's stopping. I think too, one of the underrated things is like, Hey, like you, you're an, you're an ultimate multitasker. You're doing so much shit. It's like, you can still have a business of being in school, dude. It's like, yeah, you for sure. Do either or side hustle, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like start yeah. something, start writing, start fucking posting, like whatever. Like, what are you passionate about? So do you think you're going to have your kids go to college or you're not sure? <laughs> Damn it. Did the, did the, did the <laughs> fucking tide just turn? Did the, did the, it just got flipped. I'm, in, yeah. I'm interested now. Uh, so I, I am, uh, I am 100% in favor of them doing what needs to be done for them to pursue what they're passionate about. Good and answer I, that in both that, directions. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> me being the, the, the political, you know, whatever. No, honestly, like, you bring up the military. I grew up, right? Cause you were, you thought you were going to join the military. I was a military brat. My dad was a hundred percent Navy fucking. If you didn't go to the Navy, you're a fucking idiot. That was his motto. Right. And so I rebelled against that. I didn't want to be in the Navy. I was like, fuck that. I want to be like my dad. He's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but now as I've matured and I, I've now I can have a little bit better perspective. If my kids wanted to join the military and that was what they're into and that's what they're passionate about. I'm a hundred percent in support, dude. Like 100%. Um, I just have two rules in my house, man. It's like work your ass off, uh, and be passionate about something, whatever that is. You know what I mean? That could be fucking baseball cards. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everybody at the end of the day, um, can work hard. That's free. Right. Um, and you know, I, I do think by the time my kids are old enough to go to school or make that decision, the world's going to look a little different. You know what I mean? Uh, with the speed that we're going now. I mean, they're just little, man. It's like 13, 14 years from now. Yeah, I'm, I'll be interested to see what they do because I feel like school has to change a little bit maybe. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, because there's massive canvases that cost it's just tens of millions of dollars. They can't just all of a sudden be like, these are worthless. Fuck it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's open season. Like, yeah, so I mean, I, I'd be interested to see or either that or we're just – you know, people like us are just in such a small bubble and we're such a small percentage of the world that like nobody even knows what the fuck we're talking about right now. A hundred, dude. And you know what? You could be 100% accurate. Like we, yeah. and I think we're guilty of that sometimes. I know we're guilty of that in fitness, right? We start getting into like the nuts and bolts of fitness and we're like, 
oh, everybody fucking knows this shit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. Nobody like, does. You a hand clean. No, yeah. People are probably 90% of people listening. Like, what well, the fuck is a hand clean? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I've talked to some people about like, you know, like monthly numbers of income and stuff like that. And not just for me, but for other friends and stuff like that. And they're just like, completely like, what? Like, right. what, what, can, what can anyone do to make that much money type of thing? And, and I'm thinking about like way bigger numbers for myself now, you know, like, I want to make a fucking million dollars a month. Oh yeah. And, and like, there's nothing stopping you. Yeah. And I know it's possible and maybe it's not like a month type of thing. And maybe you sell something for 10 million or, or whatever it is. But I have guys in my gym, dude, where I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to build this thing. And then I could sell it for like 10 million bucks or something. And they're like, but then you only have 5 million left after taxes and stuff. He's like, they're like, it's not that much money. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe you just told me $5 million. is not that much money. Like those are, the type, those are the people that hang out around here. It's like, it's just crazy. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we, we, just, I think we're in a small bubble for sure. We live in a great day and age. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Right. We're very fortunate. I mean, geez, dude, just, just like we're the same age. So when we were in high school, there weren't these kind of opportunities, right? Like it wasn't like, Oh yeah, oh. I'm just going to fucking start an Instagram and you know, Absolutely and then it's just going to take off. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram didn't even exist. Facebook didn't exist. I don't even know if you can take off on Instagram right now. Like, I don't know what you no. have to do. I'll tell you what you got to do. You got to pay to play. That's what you got to do now. You got to have money. Yeah. But even if you paid, like I pay for ads and shit all the time. I still don't have a million followers. Like, sure. Yeah. It's, I don't understand how some of these people get to these. I mean, if maybe some of their numbers are fake, which I've thought about, but it's like, what's really the point? Because yeah, like, I'm not going to make any more money. It's maybe well, people look status, at people I look. Guess. I guess I'm always like more interested when someone has more followers. I'm like, Oh, they must be pretty cool. You know, but <laughs> right. Right. But then I look at their engagement and their comments and I'm like, it's not real. Like, damn it. Like, and I don't want to be that guy. So I've just never really bought any. I've never done anything like that. And I'll never forget having somebody on my podcast one time who had 10,000 10, followers and was making $40,000 a month uh, mm. through her programs and running ads and stuff like that. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't need it. They just don't, no, they just you don't. don't. I mean, it's just I, a cool guy number. Yeah, I, I, uh, I stopped caring about number of followers a long time ago because I don't have a lot. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I have a decent amount, right? Like if you go through all my platforms and stuff, I have a good chunk. But I, I just look at two things. One, it's like, how many people are we helping, right? It sounds like cheesy, but it's the truth, man. Like we, we give a shit about helping people because if we're helping a lot of people, dude, the money is going to take care of itself, right? If you got good marketing, if you got good systems and you're, you're getting people in the right, in the right programs, you're going to make good money. Like that, that part, if, especially if you work your ass off, like that part's going to take care of itself. Um, you know, if I had, a, if I had some of these follower counts, like, you know, some of the guys I know, I don't know. I'm like, damn, the amount of money I would make is just retarded. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It wouldn't even, it's like, what the hell? Like it just doesn't, but I don't, I don't think follower count translates to dollars at all. I, I know so many guys who have massive followings who are not successful financially at all. Yeah. So do I, I have some friends that are like multiple millions of followers and don't make that much money. Yeah. But, um, I actually have a side business that a lot of people don't know about. Hmm. And I actually have my ad team run their accounts. So these are like big names in the industry. And I have, I, I literally am like part of their business. Oh, wow. So we, we run all of their ads and stuff for them. And some of these people have millions of followers and they make way less than people who have like one or 200,000. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, dude. it's pretty crazy. So 
Yeah. That's why I encourage people like always dig deeper, right? Like because surface level, man, there's just so much nonsense, right? It's like watching sports center top 10. You think every fucking athlete is like just doing crazy shit. Right. But it's like, dude, in reality, most of them, like 99% of the people are just doing the basics, like barely getting by, like, you know, they're not, they're not doing Lamborghini type numbers. Right. Um, even if they are saying they are doing it, it doesn't mean they are doing it. It's easy to go rent a Lamborghini for 200 bucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's easy to lie online. You know, the highlight reels are endless. So dig deeper, figure out what's going on behind the scenes and the truth will start to appear, right? You'll start to realize, ah, it's not all, (laughs) it's not all, you know, this beautiful again, sitting on the beach type of business. Uh, There's a lot more behind it. I like to really push people in the direction of following people's stories versus their posts. Mm. Just because you can't lie. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like what's it look like when he goes home? Like, is it a really nice house or is it like a one bedroom apartment? Like, all the, you know, like all of a, like all of a sudden that you keep noticing all the time. Like, what kind of car is he really getting in if he's driving around in a Bentley and all of his photos or whatever? And it's like, what kind of people is he hanging out with? Like, is he hanging out mm. with a bunch of fucking degenerates? And like, yeah, you know, I, I had a guy on my podcast apparently makes billions of dollars and stuff like that. And like all of his posts, he's always partying and shit. And it's like, are you really practicing what you preach when you're, you know, yeah. talking about all this diet stuff and everything. And all of a sudden you're like, every one of your posts, you're partying. Like what, like what are you really teaching people? And well, then he's, and, and this guy has like almost a million followers. I'm like, why are you guys following him? Like, I don't get yeah. it. He's not practicing what he preaches. It's like, it's annoying. Well, unfortunately, once again, it's because of the instant gratification. It's like so many people, uh, so many people just want that quick dose of, oh, they're doing great or, oh, they're doing better than me, right? And it makes them feel either quickly motivated or quickly like, you know, oh, I don't need to work because it's never going to happen for me. Like, you know, I, I'm just average. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Everything's going to be fine. Um, and, and that's what most people do, right? It's just that instant like whatever. Okay, cool. See the surface level, move on. Um, versus like actually digging into what is this person all about? What, is, what are his morals? What are his values? Like, does he live with six guys in a one bedroom apartment? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to sell you on how to go from zero to six figures in 30 days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's my, my favorite one for sure. So bro, last question for real this time, because I know we could talk all day, but yeah. I have a new question that I'm busting out. Um, and I think my mic just died. So hold on a second. Um, this is like the real and raw podcast right now. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I had an old question that I used to ask every guest that would come on, come on the show. And, um, I'm changing it starting now, actually. Um, I'll disclose on a future podcast why I'm changing it, but you're the first one, bro, to answer this new question. Excited. <laughs> all right. So it's the last day of your life. All right. You know, it's the last day of your life. Whew. Tough question, right? But I want to know, would you change anything about the way you do things right now every day? And if you would, what are the things you would change? Oh, dude, that's easy for me right now. I, I work way too much. Like mm. if I died like right now, I mean, I'd be stoked because I have done a lot of things that I've always wanted to do. Like I've hiked mountains all over the world and ridden my bike everywhere. And I've, I've seen a lot. I haven't seen everything, but I've, I've seen a lot of really cool shit. And people who follow me, they, they see all these mountains and stuff that I climb and all the adventure stuff that I'm into. But like when I go on these trips, like for instance, when I was in Tahoe last weekend, like one of the days I was literally on my computer the whole day, just like making programs and just like 
running the gym and all, and I didn't get to go out and do anything fun with everybody. Mm. It's not that I, I, I don't ever have days where I can have fun. Like I have plenty of days that I, that I can, but it's like those days where you're just like locked in like all day. Like I've already built such a good brand and such a good business. Like I should be at the point where I'm like, okay, handing off some stuff to people and just being like, fuck it. Like, what if you make a little bit less money? It's not a big deal. But like, I don't even know if it's about the money as much as it's about like the quality of stuff that mm-hmm. I care about. Or if I'm always self-conscious about having enough money because I was broke and poor at one point or what it is. But I would definitely like to enjoy my life a little bit more. I feel like I'd be sad. I, I would be a little bit sad about the fact that like I work too much and I could, mm-hmm. you know, take in this money that I'm making now and spent more time like outside, like riding my bike and doing the things to make me happy. So sure. when are you going to implement those changes, man? <laughs> Fuck. Like, honestly, I, I have a really good feeling about like certain people. And like, when I meet the right person, I'll just know. Yeah. I just don't think I've met that person yet. I have some amazing coaches that I would love to just be like, dude, run the fucking gym, do it. But they're just amazing coaches. And I don't think, I don't think that they're an amazing manager. Yeah. type of deal you know what i mean and it's 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 really hard to find that person and i remember working in gyms my whole life and the own and the owner was always like you know managers are a fucking crock of shit they don't do anything and it's so hard to find somebody like that and, and i totally understand 100 percent. it is really hard to find that type of help but i think i i think one day i need to be okay with like giving some giving, giving some stuff away. (laughs) I have to be okay with it. I have to be okay with it at some point. I have to accept the risk. Like I, it took me forever, dude. Like literally just like six months ago, I stopped answering emails. Like I, I pay people now to answer my emails and it's like, that was so hard for me. It's like, what if someone doesn't get an email from me? Like, that's so weird. I don't like it, you know? And it's like, okay, like these people know how to answer emails just like me. And I mean, they're not writing their name at the end of it. I mean, my name at the end of it, it's, you know, it's the chalk team or whatever, but like, just that took me so fucking long, dude. Like, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, yeah. I definitely, I, I would feel sad that I spent too much time working for sure. Yeah. Well, Hey man, I, I asked that question just because life is short, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, you're making a huge impact. Obviously you're doing so much right. Um, but I'm always just curious to know, like, what you would do slightly differently. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll make those changes, uh, and you're just going to continue to fucking explode, man. So appreciate you spending, uh, over an hour with me, man. It means a lot. I hope yeah, a lot of people like the show for sure. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Candid, freaking sweet. And, um, where can people connect with you to, uh, invest in your programs, check out what you got going on, all that stuff. So all of my personal stuff is on jimryan.com and it's G Y M R Y A N.com which I thought was cool because like everything started from a gym. So nice. Jim Ryan, <laughs> um, it's also, that's the name of my LLC that manages other people's accounts. And I also have my gym, which is crossfitchalk.com. And you can kind of go back and forth on both just by being on there. My big things are my high intensity interval bodybuilding. A lot of people have heard of hit training, high intensity yep. interval training. And I basically turned everything I loved about CrossFit and everything I loved about bodybuilding and mixed them together. Because for me, I, I can't really, I have a bad knee, so I can't run. I can't do mm. any, uh, like, I can't do a lot of Olympic lifting anymore. So I made this really cool program and I called it high intensity interval bodybuilding. 
Sweet. So it's really cool. A lot of people like it. I've sold fucking thousands, tens of thousands of those books. And my carb cycle challenge is like, is huge. And the reason it's so big, it's not just because you're getting this guide that tells you what to do, but you're part of a Facebook group for life every time that you order it. And every Monday, I just did it yesterday. I go on and I do Q and A's live just like this every Sweet. single week. And it doesn't even have to be on the carb cycle challenge. You can ask me anything. Uh, so nice. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I do that every week. And then there's unlimited support with emails and there's, I have crazy before and after photos and now I'm creating another new challenge that people will see soon that I'm really excited about. It's going to be the Sweet. first of its kind. Nice. And, uh, I'm super excited. And then, um, and yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, Ryan fish, R Y A N F I S C H, you'll see all sorts of stuff like that quote. What are you eating? <laughs> Fuck you. Care about being shredded. <laughs> uh, you'll see my good quotes. You'll see my posts. I have no you know, testicles though. Right. We don't, I don't think yeah, you post no. your testicles. If you ask, I will tell you <laughs> just, just my bulge. That's it. <laughs> on one, on one podcast sometime, one time somebody was like, you're pretty confident. Like, what if we just put your phone number on here? And I was like, sure. And I, I said, I said my phone number and I got so many text messages from people. It was hilarious. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. Dude, that's sick. All right, for man. Six, well, I was going to say for six, for six months, one particular phone number just kept sending me photos of cats. Like, <laughs> what? At least it never wasn't said, like really nasty shit. Cats. He never said anything never said anything back and just kept randomly like every day, like at six in the morning, he just sent me a cat, like a different cat. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but this is ridiculous. Some people's weirdness is impressive. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> this, dude, this went on for like, like he sent me like 180 different cats. You know what I mean? I'm like, imagine if you had this kind of determination around something like really big. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can wake up every day and send me a picture of a cat. What the fuck? <laughs> That's insane. Dude, they weren't just they weren't just normal cats. They were like super fat cats and what? like just like <laughs> a smorgasbord of cats. Dude, they're like mostly obese cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a subliminal message. It was a subliminal cry for help, man. <laughs> I hope people get to this part of the interview. No, I'm gonna start- I'm gonna put this first. <laughs> this is gonna be like the highlight of the show. Yeah. That is awesome. That is fucking, awesome. That's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time, actually. <laughs> For six months straight. Oh, it's like you don't. It's like, and then it's like that. Uh, what is it? Pavlov's dog. Like. Where, where you wake up one day and you don't get one. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you're like searching for your phone. Like, where, where's my cat picture? Dude, so funny. <laughs> That's sick. Awesome, man. Hey, dude, I look forward to connecting soon. And uh, if I'm ever out your way, we'll definitely do this in person, bro. Oh, dude, you'd love it out here. I'll take you around. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be out there in 2020. Um, probably the early-ish part of the first quarter. So, yeah, I'll definitely hit you up, man. Yeah, I've got some great bike rides I can take you on all through Laguna Beach Mountains and Sick. just great, great stuff. Yeah, I might be out that way actually for uh, there's a Spartan. Uh, so I do Spartan too. I, I do the Spartan okay. trail right now. I tore my fucking bicep uh, back in May uh, doing. You should have came to the World Championships. It was a great networking event, dude. I I I almost did. Um, I actually had Joe Decina on my podcast uh, like a year ago, um, and he gave me an invite and all that stuff. And a few of my friends were there. I don't know if you. You probably know Chase Tuning. He was out there. Um, I don't know if you bumped into him or not. Hunter Hunter McIntyre uh, was crushing it, obviously. 
Um, like one of my best friends. Yeah, he's fucking crazy. He was a great interview, by the way. He's fucking hilarious. Um, he's insane, man. Yeah, he's he's probably the guy sending you the cat pictures, bro. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. He sends me pictures of Elmo like quite a bit. Yeah, he's fucking he's hilarious. But um, I can't even make that up. <laughs> but there's there's a Spartan uh, trail series now, so it's like running trails, not obstacles. Um, oh, so I've cool. been hammering that because I couldn't do obstacles for a while. Um, and there's the world championships for the trail out in your neck of the woods, I think in December. So I, I might try to get out and do that. Um, cool. but yeah, I'll be out your way at some point in the next six months or so. Awesome. Look I'll stop in, man. Get, get my ass handed to me. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> awesome, bro. Hey, thanks again, man. I'll yep, talk to you I soon. I loved it. Awesome. Thank thanks, you. Bro. Later. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.